Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. For today's discussion, we are going to continue talking about the topic of the body. Now, if you will recall in the previous two episodes, I referenced or mentioned rather the notion or idea that the success of the spiritual body is, in my opinion, connected to four major components. Those components being what you think, what you say, how you feel, and what you do. Now, in the previous two episodes, we talked about, first, what you think with reference to the head as being the primary body part that helps to derive the whole concept of how we think, right? And then on last week's episode, I moved on to the component of what we say, focusing on the mouth as the source of our words, of as the source, rather, of what we speak. So... For today's discussion, I'd like to transition and move on to discussion of that third major component, if you will recall that I just mentioned a few seconds ago, that again, I believe is essential to maintaining the overall health and well-being of our spiritual bodies. And that third component is how we feel. Now, of course, when we think about our feelings, the body part that should obviously come to mind is our hearts, which we believe is the source or represents rather the expression of all of our emotions. So to that end, I'd like to start off with the scripture before I delve into discussion on the essence or essential aspects of how the heart and how we feel contributes to the overall health and spiritual well-being of the body. Now, if you will allow me to, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Again, the New International Version. The scripture reads as follows. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Amen. So, as we get into discussion of how essential, how we feel is to the overall success of our spiritual bodies and how just in general, the heart itself represents the notion or expression rather of our respective emotions. What I wanted to do was kind of focus on two specific points to kind of expound on this specific topic. Now, the first point that I wanted to talk about just in general is why is it that you think the heart actually represents emotions of all the body parts to choose? Why is it that the indication or expression of emotion is always connected to the heart? I mean, if you think about it, for example, anytime someone is demonstrating an expression of love, they're going to draw a symbol that represents the heart. Anytime someone possibly is expressing an emotion connected to joy, they're going to, again, draw a picture or image representing the heart, right? So the heart represents the emotion 
or the emotions that we tend to express rather. But the question that I have is, why do you think that the heart has been chosen as the body part to represent how we feel? Now, I gave this some thought and I thought about where the heart is actually located in the body. Not only where it's located in our physical bodies, rather, but also what the function and role of the heart is. So I want to talk just a few minutes about why I believe the heart represents the expression of our emotions. Now, before I do that, I just want to draw a correlation very quickly to how when we started this discussion on the topic of the body, we started off with the component or discussion of the major component of what we think and the referenced body part that was discussed in terms of being what is refer to or held responsible for what we think is the head. So if we think about the positioning of the head in terms of discussion about the positioning of the heart, the head is situated at the top of our bodies, right? The head is at the top. Everything starts at the top and flows downward. And so in my opinion, just as the head is assigned the task of what we think from a more strategic perspective, if we think about the head and its positioning, the head is at the top of the body, which would indicate that the head contains the storehouse, which maintains or delivers instruction or controls rather all other aspects of the body. And if you think in general, just about the saying that everything flows downward, it starts at the top and it flows down, that too falls in line with the general discussion that I had about how our thinking impacts everything else, how our thinking manifests itself in what we say and how we feel and what we do. And so to that end and to that point, it's not by happenstance, in my opinion, that the head sits at the top of the body because the head is attached to the essential core component of what we think. And as the head sits at the top, to me, it denotes the idea that everything starts with what we think and it flows down. Just as in the natural body, the physical body, everything starts in the brain. The brain, which is housed in the head, controls all other aspects of the functions that are assigned or carried on rather in the body. And so to that end, just as the head has that ability, it houses the brain, which controls all other functions connected to the body, it sits at the top, denoting, in my opinion, that it is actually in control of the body, that it is at the top or head of the body. Now, taking that analogy and then moving on to the question that I posed a few minutes ago, and I, I didn't mean to get so sidetracked, but I wanted just to draw the analogy of not only the specific positioning of the head for the purposes of being assigned the component of what we think, but also to an additional uh, degree, the heart in itself, which is assigned the function of how we feel and where the heart is positioned. So understanding that the head is at the top and it houses the brain, which controls our thinking, which controls the body's overall functioning, the heart is positioned in the center of the body. And so based upon the positioning of the heart, it is my opinion that the heart's position 
correlates to or ties into the notion or idea that it is out of the heart, the expression of emotions, that we remain centered. And as the heart sits in the center of the body, to me, it also speaks to the fact that it is important or essential that what flows from the heart also keeps us centered. And even taking it a step further, when you think about just the physical responsibilities or functions of what the heart does, the heart is the organ that pumps blood to all other aspects of our body. It's the organ that sends the blood out to the different parts and regions of our bodies, which then allows the body parts to remain nourished. It sends out that life-giving blood that is essential to the overall vitality and health of our physical bodies. Now, by analogy and sticking with the whole idea of why the heart is representative of how we feel, and why our heart is so essential to the overall health and well-being of our spiritual bodies, I'd like you just to focus in on the thought that I just shared a moment ago about how, from a physical perspective, the heart is responsible for sending out, for pumping out the blood that is vital to the health, just the general health of the physical body itself. So if the heart generates life-giving fluid, blood, that helps to maintain the vitality and health of the overall body. And it is positioned in the center, centering us, keeping us um, in a position of balance. Then in my opinion, likewise, the emotions that are connected to the heart, when we start thinking about blood and giving life, and we start thinking about how vital and essential that is, it is my opinion that The heart likewise speaks to not only the function that it does, but what flows forth from it as being a source of life and sustainability for the overall health and well-being, not only of the physical body, but if we translate that to our spiritual bodies, the same remains true. Our hearts offer the life-giving fluid or the life-giving aspect necessary to helping to maintain our spiritual bodies. And if you think about what I shared with you when I just read Luke chapter 6 verse 45 a few minutes ago, the scripture is referencing how from our hearts flow forth who we are and that if we are able to bring forth good things, those things that basically flow forth from our mouth, that come forth from our mouth are actually the essence of who we are. And if you're talking about the essence of something and you're talking about what makes it what it is, then you're really, to me, in my opinion, getting back to the very nature and function of the heart. And that is the function of carrying forth the blood. The blood is the essence of our being, right? The blood is the essence of our survivability. And so if the blood that flows forth from our hearts is the essence of who we are, likewise, the emotions that flow forth from our hearts would also be, by analogy, the essence of who we are and necessary to the viability of the spiritual well-being of the body. Going back to the scripture that I referenced earlier on in the discussion, and I made the point to show or just read how the scripture is clear to separate out how the expressions that come out of our mouth demonstrate who we are, the feelings that flow forth. So if we believe or we feel, rather I'm using that word, or we carry rather the essence of goodness, then that is what will flow forth from our hearts. Those are the feelings that will be admitted and expressed through our mouths. And by the same token, 
If we are one who stores or carries the essence of evil, then those feelings and expressions will be the things that flow forth from our mouths. And so not only is the heart not only positioned in the center of the body for the purpose of centering and balancing, in my opinion, who we are, it represents the center and balance of who we are. It also, when you're reading this scripture, it serves as a storehouse. And if you think about it again from a practical standpoint, the heart in and of itself, because it's pumping blood, right? Blood flows through the heart. It goes into the lungs. It comes back through the heart and it is sent back out again. So the blood pumps in blood from other parts of the body that need to be enriched by oxygen. That happens through the lungs. And then the blood is sent back out through the heart again with its nutrient-rich, oxygenized blood. And so to a degree, the heart from a practical standpoint is a storehouse because it's constantly pumping in and it's constantly releasing and sending back out, right? And if you think about just the practical idea of what a storehouse does, a storehouse would receive goods, right? And then it would send those goods back out. So too then, if you're looking at it from the scriptural purposes again, and it's making the reference to how goodness is stored up in the heart, just like evil is stored up in the heart. To me, it just reiterates the fact that the heart in and of itself serves as that storehouse for the essence of who we are. And just as the heart serves as the storehouse for the distribution and replenishment of blood, oxygenated blood to the body, it too serves as the storehouse of good and bad emotions, good and bad feelings that express our essence, who we are as spiritual believers. And so what's vital and necessary here, which is kind of taking me back a little bit to how we think, which is what I mentioned two episodes ago, what I'm seeing when I read this scripture is, again, connecting how we think to how we feel because the heart can only emit the emotion that is derived initially from how we choose to process a thing. And so, again, I'm, I'm just having to reiterate, again, how essential holding our thoughts captive and trying to stay in a posture that keeps us open to God allows the heart to flow forth in turn thoughts that are connected to good thinking, positive thinking, staying open to God, staying connected to God. And so what will flow forth, the fruit of that would be something that would align up with what God would have us to say, what God would have us to do, how God would have us to respond. To that end, as I'm talking about how the heart is not only a place that provides the viable fluid to the rest of the body, that the emotions, again, by analogy, that are emitted from the heart provide that essential sustainability to the rest of the body because just as the blood is the essence of the body, so too our emotions is the essence of who we are. Not only that, but also the heart is the storehouse. It's the storehouse of not only our blood flow and the, and the distribution and redistribution of our blood flow, but it is also the storehouse and expression of our emotions. And so we have to be cognizant that what we store is something that when released through our mouths, it's positive and demonstrates an essence that is pleasing to God. 
Now, that doesn't mean that that's always going to be easy to do. I feel like I always have to to say that. We are human. We are going to have moments where the feelings and sentiments may not be those that please God. But I have to reiterate that that never means that we cannot always get ourselves back in alignment with thinking and expressing and feeling things that do fall in alignment with what would please God. Now, having spoken about how, by analogy, the positioning of the heart in the center of the body that keeps us centered, how by analogy, the the function of the heart, rather, which serves as the essence of our bodies, it's vital and essential to the function of the body. Likewise, the heart, by analogy, when we're talking about our spiritual bodies, serves in the same capacity as it is the essence of the expression of our sentiment, which basically speaks to who we are at core. After discussing the positioning of the heart and referencing the fact that just as the heart is the storehouse for blood for the physical body, it likewise serves as the storehouse for our expression of feelings when it comes to our spiritual well-being and how vital that is to defining our essence as believers. And so what I like to talk about now is how what comes out of the heart, how vital and necessary that is to the actual overall health and well-being of the spiritual body itself. So when I start talking about just the power of an emotion, emotions are so vital to the spiritual believer in terms of us possessing the ability to do our absolute best to hold them captive because the emotion, the emotions that we express, the emotions that we feel, they will always drive our responses and our movements. Our emotions, as I've already reiterated, define who we are. And so, How we think about something, how we process something sets into motion the responsive emotion to the thing that we have thought about, the thing that we have been thinking about. And so to that point, it is the emotion as a powerful tool that drives the responses. We think it, we feel it, then we speak it. And so understanding that the emotions that we carry have the power that they do to drive how we govern ourselves, to drive what we choose to do, and to drive possibly what we choose not to do, it is vital that just as we hold captive our thinking and try our absolute best to stay focused on things that are positive, it is also absolutely vital that we do the same thing when it comes to how we choose to express what we may be feeling and how we choose to process something when it happens to us. It is absolutely necessary that just as we hold our thinking captive, we likewise have to hold our emotions captive. And that may not always be an easy thing to do in the heat of a moment situation. It may not always be an easy thing to do when we're angered. It may not always be an easy thing to do when we are disappointed or when we are sad. The goal, though, at the end of the day should be to do your absolute best to try to capture your emotions, understanding that 
the essence of who you are flows forth from the emotion and the emotion is very much connected to how you govern yourself thereafter. If you're sad about something, you're going to govern yourself in that way. If you're disappointed by something, you're going to govern yourself in that way. If you're angry about something, how you feel about that thing is going to affect what you do and how you respond. And so it again is absolutely essential that we do our absolute best to harness the emotion. The emotion speaks to the passion that we carry, and it is the passion that drives everything we do. It is our feelings that drive us. It is the feeling of being determined, the feeling of being ambitious, the feeling of not giving up that compels and propels us to keep pushing. It is the feeling of rejection or disappointment, the feeling of fatigue that compels us or tells us to stop trying. And so it is absolutely vital understanding that the emotion is our drive. The emotion is our push. The emotion is our essence. Just like the blood that flows through the heart, the emotion by analogy is the blood for the spiritual believer. It is the blood. It is the essence of the spiritual believer. It pushes the spiritual being. It pushes the spiritual body to success. It pushes the spiritual body to greatness. It pushes the spiritual body to keep going. It is the feeling of hopeful that pushes the spiritual body to keep moving in moments where faith may be waning. It is the spiritual emotion that keeps us going. It is the emotion of belief. It is the expression of belief, rather. It is the outward manifestation or feeling or thought that we are not going to give up in moments where we may be confronted with the situation that seems insurmountable. The bottom line is, it is the emotion that drives the spiritual body. It is the emotion that defines the essence of the spiritual being. Now, having spoken about not only the power of the emotion, but also just in general, the practical and then by analogy, spiritual application of the heart to the overall health and well-being and success of the body itself, the spiritual body itself. I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. What are your feelings currently dictating in your life? Are you pleased with that? That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing. Keep hoping. And most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.